Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to the Lame Media Podcast. I believe this will be episode five when it hits your ears. Um, today, we have a bit of a special situation as Jesse is currently driving through the desert of uh, New Mexico and Oklahoma. Uh, I figured I'd, I'd have on a guest that you probably have heard before um, in episode two, but this is uh, Ethan. Good buddy Ethan. Uh, he's a classmate of mine, teammate of mine, and longtime friend. Nobody likes politics or country like that. So I'll, I'll let him introduce himself here. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Ethan. Um, I guess you call me a, a socialist. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know how to describe myself. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, like Owen said, uh, we're, we're pals. Amigos, I don't know. I like politics. So I have a uh, a question for you, Ethan. Yes. When you when you have a bad day and you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, do you kill eight people? <laughs> um, that's that's actually a good question. You know, um, sometimes it's like I'm in a really bad mood, but generally it doesn't usually cross my mind. No, just to bang bang, you know. Yeah, you're not a big advocate of uh, of hate crimes. No, not not in the general sense. No. Uh, yeah, I me I mean me too. So uh, yeah. But we're if I think yeah, I think everyone uh, knows what we're talking about. So basically, I think it it's two days ago now. We're recording this on March twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. Um, there was a whatever you want to call it, killing spree, hate crime, you know, mass murder about eight people in Atlanta. Basically, it's a re-sparked controversy, especially about recent spike in Asian hate crimes. And I was actually doing some research on this. It has gone up over 150% in the last month alone. Like, that's what I heard too, yeah. That is so insane to me. Like, I really wanna know the mindset of someone. And oh my God, don't even get me started on the the police officer and the, the what i think he was a sheriff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no the guy who's just like um you know he was in a really bad mood clearly he didn't have a great day so he just you know decided to shoot up a bunch of spas <laughs> like you know just, like any regular person just, would do. you know yeah you, sometimes what, you just have those days and the, the the most like drastic part of it all how the police are even defending this just doesn't even make sense and why they are you know it's pretty obvious that he's that he was targeting like asian owned businesses you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah like he claimed he was um like a sex addict yeah yeah and you know in um georgia it happened in atlanta um hate crimes are actually a capital it's a capital uh, offense you know so like you can get the death penalty for that whereas like if it were just homicide that doesn't count as a special case so he would just get life in prison for that but eight counts of homicide really yeah seriously or at least that's what that's what my teacher told me oh <laughs> uh, teachers uh, never lie no i'm sure i'm sure it's correct <laughs> but I don't know Atlanta law, so I, I couldn't really weigh in on it. All I know is that it's sparking a whole cultural Marxism. 
Now you go ahead and explain to me what that means. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> I don't I'm waiting. God, what what do you mean? Cultural Marxism? Yeah. God, like just the idea that um that like communists have infiltrated our education system and are indoctrinating our youth. Based. I know, right? <laughs> I wish that were the case. <laughs> In the long run. Yeah. No, all I know yeah, is that's that the plan. now I have to deal with more posts on my Instagram story of people posting about right. it for about a week, and then they'll move on. Um, How long until the yellow squares? The yellow squares. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Dude, I forgot about that. It's like that me I saw a meme where this guy he ends up in hell and he's like, oh damn, I, I guess I should have posted the black square. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So well, you didn't I mean, virtue signal on Instagram? Oh never. Oh my god. I <laughs> Dude, I my Instagram is not the place for colored squares. I'm, I'm just gonna say it, you know? Right. White squares only. White squares. Okay, calm down there. <laughs> calm down there. <laughs> Cowboy. I don't want to dwell too much on that because it's depressing and there's not really right. much to talk about. So I want to move on to a more lighthearted topic in the news. Um, okay. uh, Joe Biden, can he climb stairs? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, three strikes and you're out. I think he needs um. Dude, he wiped, he got the three strikes you know? and one up. <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, you know those things um, like the, like the chairs that like take you up the railing. I think he needs one of those. Right? <laughs> Dude, that'd be hilarious. That's like FDR <laughs> trying to hide his polio for sixteen years. <laughs> yeah. That's the funniest thing ever, dude. Yeah. What would you do, Kamala Harris as president? Yay or nay? Um, I mean, I don't like Harris. I like her better than Biden, though, so, I don't know. Really, her voice is annoying. I couldn't stand the State of the Union address. We did it, Joe. We did it. That's what she'll say whenever she drone strikes the Syrian child. We did right, it. Right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're all the same. Some can just climb stairs better than others. Right. One's just a little more uh, limber than the other. <laughs> oh my god, imagine if the first female president got into office through through the death of her of her boss. That would be uh Yeah. It's a it's a victory very By falling downstairs nonetheless. <laughs> falling downstairs. I bet she'll push him one day. She'll get impatient. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not gonna get my two years in. Come on. We did it, Joe. It's like the uh, the legal loophole, how you can basically get three terms as right. president. She's gonna wait until like two years into his <laughs> term and then kill him. Yeah, like the second after the midterms. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of which, like, you know, gas prices are at an all-time high. You got, like... Mm -hmm. Obviously, you got things like the COVID vaccines that are going extremely well. But, like, you know, Biden hasn't been perfect. Do you think that uh, the Republicans are going to win the midterms? I think there's a strong possibility, yeah. Especially with how the Democrats so easily caved in on, like, um, uh, the stimulus checks. 
What do you mean, Cade? You know, like... Because, you know, on the campaign trail, they're like, once we're in office, $2,000 stimulus checks, baby, right away. And then it's like, okay, well, actually, you know, 1400 plus 600 I mean, it's technically equals $2,000, you know? I mean, and it's technically true, but, like, what a stupid, like shitty optics thing um to do for the democrats it's like they it's like they don't care about maintaining power you know <laughs> well i think you know when you're holding the the senate at a tie like basically they rely on you know mm. that 50 50 like they barely That's win the senate true. and every single election they lose more and more seats in the house like, even though how, like, think about how unpopular Donald Trump, like, in the grand scheme of things, Donald Trump was super unpopular when he lost the election. The Republicans still gained 15 seats in the House and barely lost the Senate because of Georgia. All they need to do is flip yeah. one seat back and... One seat. And we got, we Which got why Michigan. I'm Democrats need to um, take advantage of populist movements in their party. People like, um, like the squad, people like... Bernie Sanders, and I know you disagree about that because uh, you're not a populist, but I think that if you really give the people what they want, especially like how things are, like workers facing terrible conditions, especially during COVID-19, I think you really need to implement policies that protect the interest of those workers, of the common people, you know? I guess I don't understand. How is, you know, embracing these, like, politicians like AOC, Omar, and Sanders. How does how does that flip Republican voters to your side? See, the thing is that like Republican voters, the majority of them are going to they're going to call you a communist no matter what. Like you look at the 2020 election, like what was Joe? He was like a radical Chinese puppet or something. I don't know. I think That's I what think they called they him. him Sleepy they, Joe. That was his name. They called him Sleepy Joe, but they also called him a communist and a Marxist. Yeah, that's that's standard. That's like, you know, that's the equivalent to. Yeah, to the, exactly. The so passion. they're going to call you that no matter what. So, so you might not, as well like, be one. Is embrace, that what <laughs> embrace the ideas that actually like, you know, give. What am I trying to say? Um, no, like, like pro worker ideas, you know. But you're not. You're not, you know, when it comes to actually winning an election, you're not flipping voters to your side. You're simply, like, you're picking one side of your party. You're not, you're not gaining any sort of, um, you know, advantage in elections. You're not going to flip an Alabamian senator by embracing, you know, California politics. It's not. There's no hope That's for retaining kind of power. And that's why you do have to be strategic, like, from location to location. I don't think, like, right now, in the American political landscape, you can have people um, like AOC and like Bernie Sanders in, like, every district. But I do think that we can get there. You know, it's just, it's just that gradual shift of, uh, of the Overton window. You know, when I... I'm going to put myself in, in, like, the shoes... You know, I'm a Democratic strategist now. See, I think the, the best way to do it, and you all decide, you know, all right, we want to embrace the the more socialist side of things. I think the way you do it is you basically appeal to centrists throughout the entire country. 
except key regions like New York, California, um, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota. And then what you do is like, all right, who's the, who's the Senate majority leader? Well, we're going to make Sanders the Senate majority leader. And then who's the Speaker of the House? Well, we're going to make AOC the Speaker of the House. Because ultimately, they have the last say in things. God, so you could easily just dream. you could just manipulate like you know since we have a two-party system if people just you know hate republicans they're gonna vote democrat so who cares if their representative is you know just a centrist when you can have you know the people really in charge are the ones who who are making the far lefty decisions hey that's just my that's strategy that's actually a really interesting point i think um like because what you said like you have essentially two factions within each party. You have like the more centrist, moderate faction, like the liberals and the conservatives, and then you have like the more extreme factions. Like for the Republicans, it would be like the Trumpy nationalist faction, and then within the Democratic Party, it's the uh, like the populist, socialist-leaning uh, faction, right? Yeah. So that's why I think we need to implement policies that would make the creation of third parties a lot easier in this country. Like, for example, rate rank choice voting. Yeah, you always no, like I know the you're rank not... choice. Yeah, I, I. No, I'm. I do like rank choice. Yeah. I'm not anti-ranked choice. The problem with rank choice is our our uh, our presidential system simply doesn't allow it because it's first over the post of 270 electoral votes. Um, yeah, you wouldn't, it, you'd have it, to have multiple, that. yeah. I want it to be a popular choice, a popular vote. Well, that would be, that, that, yeah, that has a slew of problems on its own. I think there's a compromise there. I think I you could do round-based voting to where, like, the first time, I mean, like, you have round one, and then after round one, you take out, like, the bottom two parties, or, like, the parties who don't meet a certain threshold of electoral votes, and then round two, you do it again, and then eventually you get down to that, you know, maybe round three it'll, it will be two party options and you have to choose between the two you can do it like france does it but the fact is the the electoral college exists for a reason and to undermine that is anti-constitutional and uh would only serve to upset a yeah, majority of the population of the united states we could amend the constitution though you can like if, some, if something if something is in there that you know we don't like we think is undemocratic you know, there's always room to change that. Yeah, but and I do think uh, the electoral college is undemocratic. Like, why should you have people in um, like in Colorado and Alaska, like individual voters who have far more influence than voters in California or New York? Like, I think a vote should equal a vote, no matter who it is. I disagree. I on multiple fronts that you just said. I actually do think that the Electoral College is one of the most democratic institutions in the country or in the world. Um, and that may sound like, oh, that doesn't sound right. But when you look at the way like other nations, my favorite being the UK conducts their elections, you actually find that like, man, the Electoral College isn't that bad. Because occasionally, yeah, you do have a you Donald Trump. My favorite country. Well, I mean, dude, a lot of people like comparing the United States to Europe. So, hey, let's start with the UK. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Our, our neighbor and when you look at Are like even european anymore yeah they're still european <laughs> Dude, just because they didn't want to pay off greece's debts doesn't make them any less european yeah okay okay i think uh like i i, I dude what election was this maybe t- i think it was 2016 in the uk um 
or maybe it was 2018, but their most recent election or the one that resulted in Boris Johnson being elected, um, I highly recommend looking up like how those work um, because they have a very similar system to us uh, with our House of Representatives. So imagine our House of Representatives are the ones that elect the president. You vote for your representative and then your representative goes to the House and they say, I cast my vote for Joe Biden. So it's even less direct I'm than us. Somewhat familiar with um, with that system. Not not very familiar. I'm I'm sure you know more about that than me. But um, yeah. No, the way I see it, like that's not not a good system. I don't want to elect. Uh, I I want it to be very direct when uh when I'm electing people who make decisions for me, right? Like, I want to be able to directly vote for my president without my vote being counted more or less than another person. So, that's my rationale behind a popular vote system. Like, why should one person's vote count more than another's? Yeah, that's not just a national change you're proposing, because that, that's worldwide. I, I don't think there's a single country in, this, in, the, in, on the, in the world that uh, has a direct, like, you know, you vote for the leader directly. Uh, except the United States. Um, I believe, I mean, you could probably some find some random country in like Central America or Africa or whatever, you know, out of the big democracies of like, you know, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, it's a whole different system where it's almost like you vote for your party and then the party then decides who to, who to put up. So even if you don't sure, like yeah. the party leader, okay. it doesn't matter. See, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that idea too, but I don't know. I have to think about this more. What if we just like eliminated like the position of the head of state? Like what if we just had like a House of Representatives and a Senate? Well then like we just eliminate the, the executive branch. <laughs> you wanna eliminate no, the executive branch? They just vote. You know, they just vote? Dude, that yeah. would be so bad. <laughs> 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 Dude, Just the could you imagine could you imagine that. the United States Congress trying to negotiate like you know an emergency situation you know like 9/11 was going down and they were trying to negotiate what's going on and you got like sent or representative green from Georgia in the back being like it's not happening George Bush is in the plane yeah like that's what I want that's what I want making decisions in times of emergency you know uh, yeah you know <laughs> I think that's that's fair. I just find it hard to believe that a single person can represent a nation so big as the United States. Oh, that's the point of the states. That's why we hire 50 governors. Dude, I'm all for giving more autonomy yeah. for, to local regions. Um, just so long as, you know, they stay in their lane. I don't I don't want a whole nother like, you know, when when states rely too much on themselves, right. you get you get situations like Texas earlier this month yeah no true like when it comes to things like the you know like the energy infrastructure like that's something that needs to be nationalized <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah. think about yeah, everybody likes to there. say everyone likes to say oh i want to see california go off on their own dude they can't even find water like they import all their water from the the the, the eastern states they wouldn't survive on their own. <laughs> like, 
they, they need the reason why California is the way it is is because it got support from you know other states um, no no state could survive on itself by itself I'd say except Hawaii Hawaii could do it that's it Hawaii used to be like its own kingdom yeah just annexed it good because now I don't need a passport to go there so yeah we should do the same thing with like um countries we're occupying in the middle east just annex them and annex iraq <laughs> yeah. how many electoral imagine, votes would they imagine get? iraq becomes the 51st state before puerto rico i hope so <laughs> that would be so funny i think more people can speak english in iraq than puerto rico so yeah and there's a lot of english speakers in puerto rico i'm pretty sure yeah no there, there are but yeah. i mean are you pro puerto rican statehood i am yeah all right well you had to choose dc or puerto rico first um, probably DC, DC, but I'm not sure. I I support both. Uh, I'm uh, yeah. I I could make a case for DC. Um, I think there there is a there is a compromise possible. Um, like the area as around. As you give them like proportional representation in Congress. I'm down. It couldn't be. There is no way to make it proportional when your entire. GDP and population revolves around government services and government employment it wouldn't seem fair to give them like this is in my mind it's not fair to give them you know one to one with Wyoming because um, I think they already did the calculations and they'd have around four electoral votes but uh, I think having two senators because while it is true that a lot of people live in DC um, the people who like contribute to the GD, uh, GDP and stuff like that um, simply aren't residents most of the time. Um, you know, DC, when you actually live there, is not a great city to live in. Um, the area around it. That's why I'd be in favor of possibly giving DC one senator and two representatives. Um, or yeah, I think that would be the you know that's what I would propose: one voting senator, two voting. Um, uh, representatives and then a uh, what what is it a governor i think they should be able to have a governor too i don't know man that that seems pretty undemocratic to me like you're just i don't want to say it's not disenfranchising but it's like these people need adequate representation so either we make dc a state or i don't know maybe we incorporate it into like maryland i don't know yeah you could yeah just shooting ideas no you could yeah. easily give more electoral votes in maryland or virginia they're both safe blue states and it wouldn't really affect yeah. it they wouldn't gain any senators nothing would really happen i'll be honest the reason right. why Democrats want D.C. as a state is uh, two more votes in the Senate would basically guarantee them Senate. the Senate majority for a long time, especially if you also got Puerto Rico in there. Yeah, no, it's a blue blue Congress for life. It, it, it has to do with power, I mean. Is Puerto Rico even, like, super liberal? Oh, yeah. Dude, imagine a state of, like, 90%. percent like Catholic, aren't they? Yes, I think it'd be a similar makeup to, like, New Mexico when it comes to voting. Mm. Think of like a, a an island just full of like New Mexicans. It it would be that, and they'd have I think I think they calculated Maybe ten it's electoral votes. Because like the Republican Party like hates brown people. I don't know. True. Yeah, me too though. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I think 
Yeah. What, what do you do? You think Guam and the American Faroe Islands should be incorporated too? Annexed? Um, like incorporated into statehood? Yeah. Well, how many people like even live in Guam? Dude, I think like three. I think more than Wyoming. But I... More than Wyoming? Well, Wyoming's a state, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but Wyoming's a state because you can't just have you know a void. Uh, oh wait, no, it's like half of Wyoming. It, it has like 167,000. So, yeah, no, I, they do not have the population. Compared to uh, Puerto Rico, who has around uh, 3 million people. So, yeah, I mean, really, you can fit right. 3 million people on that little island? No, yeah. I, I'd be in favor of... <laughs> If, if Puerto Rico could get to an 80% English literacy rate and have a freestanding economy like every single U.S. state, I'd be okay with it. But right now, they're, 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 a, they're a, a leech on the United States, and uh, most of them aren't educated enough to actually you know, contribute. There wouldn't be a lot coming out of Puerto Rico, GDP-wise, except tourism. I don't know the industries of Puerto Rico that well. Um, I'm sure it's a wonderful place. They made Despacito, but... Um, I think they, they have a lot to get over before, before they come become a state. I'd, I'd make a better case for uh, for DC so long as Mayor Bowser is not is not in charge. I don't know anything about Mayor Bowser. She, <clears throat> I watched some speeches of hers. I'm sure she's a nice yeah. lady, but uh, you can tell that she only wants DC to become a state because she wants to be the governor of it. <laughs> She every single time she brings up the governorship of DC, I swear she goes like, you know, and whoever that governor may be, it could be me, it could be someone else, but whoever that governor may be, I'm like, oh my god, that, that's she's not she's not my favorite. Yeah, well, jeez, seventy seventy two percent of people in Puerto Rico spoke English less than very well according to the 2000 uh, u.s census yeah they they yeah, do not they... know how to speak english yeah what do you what do you think about the united states the united states making english the official language of the of the country i don't think so what i mean what would that even entail it Just basically like would make that... it to where when you're in congress or in any sort of official government or business setting, you would be like English would be the standard language to speak, and you would have to know English in order to become a legal citizen. Nope. Right now, theoretically, oh. you could walk into oh. Congress and speak Russian, and they have nothing to stop you. Like, there's, there's. So, you say that um, it would mean that you'd have to learn English to become a citizen. No, you would. I, I believe it means you do. Mm, I don't know about that. Because, like, there are a lot of, like, people who immigrate from the southern border who don't know English or don't know it well enough who just want to be citizens for, um, you know, all sorts of reasons. And well, yeah, I, think I think just because they don't know English, I don't think we should, like, force them to learn learn that language to become a citizen i we're the only country in the world that doesn't do that you're aware of that right 
what if I want to become like a like a Mexican citizen would I have to learn Spanish let's look it up according to Mexican law every citizen must be able to speak Spanish and have a basic knowledge of Mexican history and culture so I it's bet you can look that up for, it's French, and, French English, and English and probably some native ones so does that mean you just have to learn one or the other uh yeah I think I think you could you could have both because they need to keep people in Quebec happy right huh that's really interesting yeah that's something that, that I think people you know they just choose that hill to die on and it's such a stupid thing because you could easily you know have a fair trade-off where if you went all right, we're gonna we're gonna cut off birthright citizenship and make English Maybe. the official official language in exchange for increasing immigration from the southern border. It's like boom, like there there's your deal. I mean, it brings us up to standard and it brings a standard for everybody coming in, no matter where you are from the world. Like uh, yeah. I I don't know how long no, it takes to become a Mexican citizen, but even in the U.S., that we have such a huge Spanish-speaking population where, like, I think you'd have to do something like they have in Canada, like like you have two official languages, English and Spanish. Well, they all get incorporated. I don't see way around that. They all get incorporated within, like, one generation. Like, you know, all if you look at, like, a second-generation immigrant, their mom might not speak English, but they can speak English perfectly fine, and their kids will be able to speak English That's perfectly true. fine. Like, it would just That's be like, true. yeah, we yeah. just kind of wait for it to happen and then you know since then everybody who comes through the border you know we just if you want to become you can come through you can immigrate here you don't need to know english but if you want to have a citizenship if you want to vote if you want to have all the benefits you gotta know english interesting so that that, yeah, that that's would a... really streamline a lot of processes mm -hmm. yeah i'm open to that idea yeah i I'm think not... It's not one of the things, like, I'm super hardline about, you know? No, but it's like... Like, I think, know. like, if you're gonna be... Like, I, for most purposes, like, living in America, you probably should know English, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even at work. The communication between me and the cooks that I work with mm -hmm. is atrocious. I've started to learn Spanish just to have something, but, like, it's just, yeah... I, it's the fact that, you know, mistakes happen more even at just the little surface level. And it, it's just a, yeah. a standard that every country has. Yeah. I think... Uh, it can't be the only country like that, though. Dude, I'm trying to think of one. And it's like, I, I can't. Canada was, like, the only thing that... It would have to be a new world, like, immigration, look at me country. But every everybody else has, like, an identity. Because... Maybe Brazil? I doubt Other it. countries have no official language at all. Australia, Eritrea, Luxembourg, Sweden, and... What is that? Tuvalu? Tuvalu. I don't know what Yeah, that is. Tuvalu. It's an island Tuvalu? in the Pacific. They all speak English. Oh. Swi no, Switzerland. Was Switzerland one of them? I said Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Yeah, they may have abolished that. Their government's kind of weird. They gave us Ikea, so... Can't be all bad. Ikea and and PewDiePie and we all know how inclusive PewDiePie is. And PewDiePie. <laughs> no, don't don't even. What's your favorite bridge? 
<laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. All right, but let, extending past, yeah. this all started with with a with a midterm talk. Um, but right. All the way back, what we were talking about, you know, fine. You know, you abolish the two party system. You know, what party do you vote for? Well, I don't know. I think you want to have like a many party system. So like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like. Yeah. What party would you vote like, for? Would you I vote, vote for, for the Communist Party of America? Well, let's yeah. say there's like a socialist communist party. Yeah, yeah. Or you like vote for the... maybe maybe a green party that doesn't act in the way the current green party does. You'd vote for a European like a style green, green party. party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like the Canadian Green Party. I know they're pretty cool. I want like uh oh my god, here's here's something that you guys don't hear too often about me. Um, political insight. Yeah, I don't even think you would yeah. know this, Ethan. Um, but no, this is what I'd vote for: the Liberal Party in Europe. All of their Liberal parties are like my cup of tea. You know, you ever hear what? That's like that's like um, uh, Macron. No, he's he's, he's no. in the Liberal parties. No, that's Wait, a, what party is Those he? are known as Labour parties, typically, and in, in oh, Europe. Oh, is he from a Labour party? I believe so. Uh, what's his, his name? I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, let me look it up. <laughs> Emmanuel Macron, Macron is. Uh, I I, I can't read French, so. La République La and Mouse. I don't know. What is it being? Hold on, I'm gonna the find the translation. It's a centrist and liberal party. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the Labour Party's equivalent. Yeah, no, the the liberal party about ideology, liberalism, and pro-Europeanism, political position center. It just seems like a liberal party. <laughs> yeah, it's just a generic liberal party. No, their uh, their like liberal party is like our libertarian party, except you know they're not like oh, idiotic. Like they actually like, like have a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they actually want you to wear seatbelts there. So. <laughs> No, because they still promote, like, government and stuff like that. But, like, you know, li like it sure. or not, Europe's a lot less free than like, the United States. Like, you know, they can knock on your door for just about anything. Like, uh, Count Dankula, who taught his pug to hail Hitler. Count Dankula. No, I know, I know what yeah. happened to Count Dankula, yeah. Like, that, I, I don't like. Uh, I couldn't do that. I don't, I'm not down with that either. I mean, <laughs> teaching your dog to hail Hitler is kind of kind of weird, but, like... It's weird, Not but something yeah. I think you should uh, you should be arrested for no. I think uh, he's a weird guy though. I listened to some interviews. He is weird. I recommend the official podcast with uh, with Count Dankula. That's a weird episode. He goes into depth about it. It's a hilarious story. Um, Maybe you should have him on here. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Count Dankula. <laughs> he's pretty big now. He got pretty big. It'd be fun. I'd talk to him. Yeah, a Scottish guy. I oh, would. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah, Count Dankula. He's, uh, he's an interesting yeah. guy. Count Dankula, if you somehow hear this, hit me up. Business email is yeah, in the description. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, no, what, what was I saying? Uh, basically, there's like this new idea of something called pirate politics. And uh, it's basically like, you know, reform 
copyright laws on the internet, um, increased privacy oh. online. Uh, you know, what what I do on the internet is not the business of the government, and they cannot interfere because of something that I did on the internet, as long as it wasn't like illegal. Like obviously, if you like order drugs, you know, they can take you down for that. But like, you know, if I right right as if I teach my dog to hail Hitler, illegal, yeah, yeah. I know that they, they have separate political I don't think you should be arrested for things that you say as long as you're not like directly inciting violence or stuff like that, you know, making threats. No. But I think there is like cultural aspects of it. Like I, I think in Poland mm. you can get arrested for denying the Holocaust. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's fair. <laughs> I mean <laughs> You know there are certain lines. Yeah, well I it's like it's like if you went to Oklahoma yeah. and you said that, like, you know, and you started making fun of, like, Native history. It's like, really? Here and now? Right. It's yeah. like if you go to the Holocaust uh, Museum, even time, in America. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't make, you don't make Nazi jokes in a Holocaust Museum. No. Right. I think you, I think you can get arrested for, for public indecency. So... That's, my, that's so. my whole. Yeah, but I also don't like extremist parties and extremists in general. So like, the, the, no more two-party system would be annoying, because then I have to deal with like theory. I don't want to deal with the fascists and the and the communists. They're they're the worst. Hey, what's wrong with the communists? The communist. Okay, you know what? I'm sick of people saying what's wrong with the communists because I want you <laughs> to point me to a good communist party because there hasn't been one. <laughs> Like, um, even if you point into a developed country right now. As I know, like, Cuba, kind of. Yeah, Cuba? You want to go live in Cuba? Well, you want to go... Well, you no, because they were, like, they were, like, um, destroyed by, like, Western imperialism. They had support from the Soviet Union and China and Korea and Iran. They uh -huh. couldn't handle they their now? own economy. <laughs> they still get support from Russia and China. Do they? Yeah, there's still Russia. firm I, I sincerely doubt that Russia... Russia... Cuba. Russia was the first country to provide aid to Cuba after three hurricanes devastated the country in the fall of 2008. Okay, but here's the thing. Russia is like a far-right government. So yeah, I dude okay. If they're Russia like, is not a far right like, government. Okay, I I don't know about the government, but like Vladimir Putin's a far right. Putin's dude. just an authoritarian. I don't think he cares if it was the Soviet he's Union like, or Russia. He's like a Russian nationalist. Yeah, he's like a Russian nationalist. I think I think it's just because right that, that appeals to. I think even if the Soviet Union was still around today, Putin would be in charge, and he would be a fervent communist. Well, because he just wanted power. He doesn't actually care. He doesn't care how the people maybe. react. Maybe. I don't know what's going on in Putin's head, but like when it comes down to like what he's doing, like as the leader of Russia, it like far right things. Like very Yeah, I mean obviously the annexation of yeah, of, of the like, Crimea. I don't I don't off. care what's going on in Putin's head. I really couldn't care less. I, I would call him reactionary. I mean, I I think um, there's I would nothing. I also call him reactionary. There's yeah. there's nothing that you know the so the Soviet Union annexed countries too. Soviet Union interfered in elections. 
nothing's actually changed between mm -hmm. Russia and the Soviet Union, except it's a I bit easier to buy milk. The Soviet Union's super far left either. <laughs> no, but they were definitely not right. I mean, I, it's it's so hard to like rate these complex dictatorships on like either That's right or true. left. I think they're just kind of because like, like when I yeah when I think of like left versus right, I think of like equality versus hierarchy. And when you look at the Soviet Union, it was a very hierarch hierarchical system, especially under Stalin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, well, I also, think it was it was I wouldn't call it hierarchical. I mean, I think there was just like, you know, there was peasants and then people of the party. And if you were in the party, you had a good life. Yeah. And if you weren't, you had a pretty terrible that's, life. That's like the definition of hierarchy. It's like, it's yeah, like but it wasn't aristocracy. like, <laughs> yeah, but it was just kind of like, it was like France before the, the, the French Revolution, you know? There's like, yeah, exactly. Three groups right you can be a part of. Hierarchical. <laughs> it's still a form of hierarchy. It's just different than, you know, like laissez faire capitalism. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Most of my gratification. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I have a lot. That's why I hate the Soviet Union so much because you know they're authoritarian. No, like, and I don't like that. To, like, and they the were Soviet Union versus the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like Soviet Union versus the U.S. I don't see it as capitalistic versus communistic. I just see it as two different imperialistic powers just competing for influence on a global stage is the united states so, just as bad as the soviet union no not just as bad because the united states has a semblance of democracy <laughs> what do you think is the best so, country in the world best country to live in yeah um probably with some european country like denmark sweden norway yeah like one of those social democratic countries that's interesting I couldn't do it. Their lives are too boring. I feel like I wouldn't be doing anything. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could live in, like, I don't know. There's nothing, like, like what What have the Scandinavian countries even done in, like, the past 300 years? That's kind of my thing. Well, they, I want to live in a place that matters. Like really, really good infrastructures. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a decent place to live. Like, like, if I was 90 years yeah, old, like, I'd be like, whatever. Develop I'll really die good here. lives for their for their people, and yeah. I think that's what really matters. But like, you know, if I was in the financial like or business state? industry, yeah. I'd much rather live in Germany or New York or Shanghai. You know, or well, I, yeah, that's depending on like what you're going for. Like if you're, you know, uh, an ambitious capitalist, Wall Street's probably a pretty good place. Dude, Wall Street um, is degenerate. Yeah. Remember the Occupy? I was reading about the Occupy Wall Street, the whole movement. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing ever. Occupy. It didn't just, do much. They just stood there. It, <laughs> like. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, good job. Yeah. No. If you're going to have, like, a strong anti-capitalist movement, you can't just, like, stand there and, like, they're protesting, but what are they really doing? Like, I much prefer things like unions and, um, and, like, striking, you know? Because that's something that actually halts production, and that's, that's actually how unions can leverage the owning class, you know? Yeah, like, they no, have I leverage if they do that. I completely blanked when you started spouting your communist propaganda. <laughs> um, 
I just but... talked about how unions um use their leverage to collectively bargain. That's uh yeah yeah. So you like yeah. unions? I've been learning about. Unions. I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a socialist, bro. I like I like unions. Yeah, like unions, they're worthless. There's a reason unions aren't popular anymore because I think you know yeah, I was in was a union. Yeah, by like McCarthyism. <laughs> No, unions were like at their height in like the 80s and 90s. They were at their height during, I, the, during the Gilded Age. You'd have to, I, I don't want to look up unions. That was things. when the IWW was at its greatest. This that is something I, this is something I have a, uh, a, you know, personal experience in. Union was the worst thing that ever happened to me. You see, Minnesota is not a right to work state. Meaning, when I got a job at a, at, at a grocery store, mm-hmm. and they forced me into a union. And that union was not cheap. I'd get like a $200 paycheck, and they take like $80 from it. It's like, you, you haven't done anything for me. And the best part, the union was in partnership with the company I worked for. Like it, that that is the most anti-worker thing I've ever okay, seen. Okay, yeah. No, I don't like it when unions are like co-opted by the company but i do think everyone should be in a union i no, then it's not a union then it's just forced yes, it payment everyone needs to... okay either everyone's in a union or everyone has the everyone has access to a democratic workplace it's one or the other because you can't just have like a system where you have no negotiating or democratic say in the workplace because then it's just totalitarianism it's just like a little monarchy or something like a dictatorship if if you were a businessman and you had to give up let's say you 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 risk fifty thousand dollars to start a business Mm -hmm. and you finally get your employees and your employees have the ability to vote you out what is the point in starting a business what I think is that the way you're looking at it, I do think that like, hey, let's say you start a business and um, you put aside this money, you are taking a risk. But there's a point when that risk is taken on by the employees as well. Like they could lose so much if that business fails, you know? And like, there's that point. So what I'm, what I'm thinking is that we just all businesses have to be collectively owned by the workers like i don't like the concept of a single person owning a business and just like owning the labor of the people that they hire to work for that business because it's essentially just like serfdom isn't it then what are what are like well, a no, different serfs... form of serfdom <laughs> Serfs were like, like, they came with the land. You buy a house and we throw in this, like, Russian house Okay, name. obviously, and it's like, <laughs> it's not no, literally it serfdom, but, yeah. Yeah, but... But what I'm like, saying is just, like... That completely dismantles the whole, labor. like, you know, risk-reward. The entrepreneurs wouldn't exist, you know? Well, how do you start a business? Who starts the businesses, then? Hmm? Oh, um, if, who starts the businesses if the workers own them? The workers, they start and the why? business. Because I don't know, maybe someone 
has an idea, maybe they want to, um, man, I don't, <laughs> they relies too much on the whole, like, you know, I'm doing this for the benefit of humanity. You know, if everything was a non-profit, that'd be great. But, uh, you know, it, things, things don't always shape up, shape up that way. That, that's what I, that's, that's what I learn, uh, uh quickly when, when you work, you know, when I work, it's like, at first, my attitude was like, yeah, I want to be the best worker I can be. You know, I want to make like this. I want to move up in the company. And about like six months in, you know, that was beaten out of me. It's like, it's no, like, hey, I'm getting paid like, 10 bucks either yeah. way. Who cares if I do this well or not? That's, act you know? that's, that's actually such an interesting point. Um, yeah, no, like you're not incentivized to work any harder. Like if you're the, you know, if you're just the wage worker who gets paid 10 bucks an hour yeah. no matter what right that's always like what i told my boss by. he's like <laughs> yeah he's like hey can you do this better and i went no, no. <laughs> like no you're paying I'm me like why anyway. would i yeah i'm like you're not giving me a raise i can't work for tips like yeah i'll go find another place to work if you fire me i think no i, I do think you have a point there unions uh were good when the economy was bad when people didn't have the option of quitting their jobs they needed something to defend them. But but currently, you know, even like post-COVID, the economy is good enough to where, you know, you can leave your job and reasonably find a new one. Right, but it's not, it's not just about, you know, being able to find a good job. It's about being able to advocate for your rights and negotiate with your employer. Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, I'm not ratting on the ability to, to unionize. I just don't like forced unions. I think they're... Um, oddly anti-union because isn't the whole point about uh of uh unions to, to let the worker decide their their path and uh you know when when you're in a union you won't always agree with what your union representative does and and sometimes you're just forced to go along with it yeah it sounds like you're just trading off you know instead of bowing down to the ceo you're bowing down to your union representative yeah, maybe they have your interests at, at heart, but maybe they're just as corrupt as the CEO. Everyone's humans. You know, I I don't think so, man. I think the union, it's because it's something organized by workers, right? Or at least it should be, you know? So, like... Yeah. So, it's obviously going to have the interests of the workers in mind because those are the people who are organizing it, whereas the employer and the co and the employers and the workers have diametrically opposed interests y y you get what i'm saying yeah no i mean everyone it, it is basically just a money game i mean the workers want more money and the executives right. want more money you know right. but but there's only so much cash to go around right like the employer wants to take as much money from the workers as possible where whereas the worker wants to keep as much of it for themselves so you know but the employer has all the power over the over the workers when they're you know treated as individuals but under a union they're treated as a collective so they have the ability to you know bargain with the employer and use that leverage that they have because the employer needs their labor and that's like the fundamental thing like all people need to have that ability to 
know, have negotiation power in order to advocate for their own rights. Because you can't do that as an individual. Not nearly as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. I... Why am have has like I've never worked in a coal factory, and I never will. Mm -hmm. um, oh, but everywhere I have worked, I've worked in, in in retail and in the food industry and in yeah. customer service. Never have I had to work together with my workers to you know ask for something. You know, every single time my bosses were fairly accommodating to my needs, whether it's time off or. Um, a pay raise or you know just general conditions okay but they also were... you don't have to support yourself on your own and you don't have to support a family no You're but i feel as a the... living wage i mean but that doesn't matter i never know if i'll point. have to well i make i make what i think would be a, uh, a livable wage well, well i know you work at a diner wage. so you make tips but like yeah you don't get paid that like much I make... by the employee by the employ uh the employers do you No, i make like i make wage. i make uh i make 11.50 an hour right but yeah so a majority of my income comes from yeah tips but that's, that, that's the debate that you like, have about food service yeah. you know should servers be expected to live off tips or should no. the employer pay them a livable the wage yeah i'm on the side of yeah. no matter what you should be getting minimum wage and then tips on right, top right. of that or, or they I should don't be paying think people a, a should have wage. to rely on tips. Like, if someone wants to tip because, you know, their their service was extra good, like, go ahead. But I don't think you should be expected to tip, like, you know, for the waiter's livelihood, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, that's my main... I, I'll tip. Right. I mean, I think even if, like... I, I think if, you know, the, the minimum wage went up to, to $15 an hour, I'd still give them, like, two bucks... But I, I wouldn't tip them as much. I wouldn't do like twenty percent. I'd go yeah, down to like ten percent because I know they they're fairly well live. off. Right. Yeah. So it's like you don't feel like a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I I mean I'm pro. That's that's something I actually changed on this week. Is I I kind of want them. I was like hesitant about the minimum wage, but when you run the numbers. Uh, I think I think it, they said that four million people will lose their jobs if uh, if the minimum wage goes up to fifteen dollars an hour, and three point one people will be pulled out of poverty, and twenty five million people will receive a pay increase. So it depends on what your priorities are. You know, like how many people out of poverty is worth like for every one person for every like what one point one people pulled out of for every one person pulled out of poverty 1.1 people lose their job is that fair well then again you're considering the prospect of just increasing the minimum wage all at once but like normally you're going to increase the minimum wage over the course of years and corporations are going to have years to accommodate to this change yeah well i assume okay i guess that is kind of me jumping to conclusions but i yeah. assume the expert economists take that into account I'm sure it's well, not also, just like, wow, what if tomorrow? Courses, they teach everyone to be capitalist cheerleaders, so I'm very skeptical yeah. of, you know, oh, you economists. <laughs> no, my economics teacher, he's, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a course at a local college here. And, I mean, he's pretty, you know, we just got done with our union lessons. He's very good at, mm -hmm. at incorporating um, kind of both sides. 
I, I know the flaws of capitalism. I know the, the benefits of it. And I think, um, yeah, I liked the course. I mean, obviously, I wasn't like a hardline communist before it, but, uh, you know, three quarters of the way through the course. And I'm like, yeah, this is the best. But here are the things we can improve on because it's not perfect. But, you know, I want to believe that, you know, humans have been around for like hundreds of thousands of years and civilized humans have been around like what five ten thousand years now like about yeah i think everything has evolved the way for a reason and to do such a drastic change is unnatural i think if there's gonna be change it'll be gradual like you know one day a caveman said i give you rock you gave me piece of meat and then eventually that turned into well what if we use this shiny rock to just signify things and then boom you have gold and currency and then one day they went well what if we just make it into paper money so it's not as heavy and then they're like oh yeah and but it's still backed by gold and then one day they're like wow this this paper money is more stable than the gold mm-hmm. so boom then you get rid of the gold standard and you have like what we have today and now like you know yeah. i don't know exactly what you want but like let's say that you're like we need to get rid of currency all right, you just undid tens of thousands of years of like, you know, how we exchanged goods and services. See, the thing about currency is that it's really only good in a scarcity economy, which is what we have now. We do have a scarcity economy, but like eventually technology is going to progress to the point where like, I don't think scarcity is going to be a huge problem. And only at that point um, can I really be like, well, do we really need money anymore? Like, if we have infinite resources and stuff, you know? But that's no, only I if mean, that ever I, happens. Yeah. I mean, a Star Trek, yeah, we abolished right. money. Well, good for you, Spock, but, you know, <laughs> we still got kids starving in Africa, so let's figure that yeah. out first. I mean, kids starving in Africa is mostly a distribution problem. Is there enough food in the world to feed every mouth? I don't think so. Yeah, I think there is, actually. Maybe... Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm hopeful. I want synthetic meat factories, and then boom. Man, I'm all down for that. Right? I don't get it. All right, I don't get it when people say they want. Is a really, is a really bad problem. And like, let's say you're able to cultivate meat from a factory, or not a factory, but like you know, a laboratory. A lab. Yeah. Yeah, a lab. And you're able to manufacture that, and it tastes just as good as meat. Like, are you really going to choose like the? like the systematic murder of uh of like millions of cows and pigs over you know something just yeah. as good that wasn't you know created out well, of that it has so much more potential too like the whole right. meat meta will, will change because they can make it healthier mm-hmm. more nutritious they can make the texture better they yeah. can make the taste better you could have like a burger that tastes <laughs> like bacon and it's like, Bacon burger. all right, it's completely clean. We're not having cows farting and burning up the, the ozone layer, you know? Also a plus. Yeah, we're not systematically killing pigs and, like, ruining the marriages of meatpacking workers. And, like... Yeah. And it probably will be cheaper in the long run, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's super expensive now, but, you know, technology moves really fast nowadays. Exponential, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, right now, you can go get an Impossible Burger from Burger King, and it, right. it's pretty close. It's expensive right now, though. That, that's my main issue. It's like, I'm not going to spend $8 on, on one. Yeah. 
But no, I don't get people who are like, I couldn't do that. And it's like, it's the same thing. It's still meat. It, nothing's changed. Right, right. What, mm-hmm. I, I think... Mm-hmm. Do you, uh... I don't care do where it comes meat. from. Yeah, no. Yeah, you eat meat. I let's eat say, meat, like... Yeah. Let's say you had, like, a chicken, a cow, and a pig in front of you. And they went, all right, if you ever want to eat a pork product again, you have to kill this pig. Would you kill, kill the pig? pig? No. You wouldn't kill the pig? I wouldn't I'd kill, kill the pig. pig. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill the pig. I don't have that in me. It's like the, what's his name from Charlotte's Web? I feel like that. <laughs> Wilbur? Nice. Yeah, I'll kill Wilbur. Oh, God. I do it, I, I do it for them all. I do it for the cow, the chicken, the pig. Now, I'm not giving up my KFC. That's the way I, I don't think know. about it. You know, I if, don't... I wouldn't, if I wouldn't kill it, I won't eat it. But I would kill almost I understand almost every that like, if I... the consequence is the same, but I feel like there's something about like personally taking that life that just rubs me the wrong way, if that's the good way to put it. I like pigs, but like pigs are my favorite animals. You know that Winston Churchill quote? You know, dogs look up to us, cats look down on us, pigs see us as equals. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll bash that that pig's skull in if like if it means I I can't eat bacon again. That's so sad. Hey, would you kill a fish though? Jeez, man. But does a a fish doesn't have like the same level of consciousness that like a pig does? <laughs> oh, you're 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 like a you're like a racist vegan. <laughs> Dude, this is literally okay, what the pescatarians think. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't even like seafood. Fish. You don't like seafood? No. I, like I love shrimp. seafood. I like shrimp. You but eat that's shrimp? About it. Would yeah. you kill a shrimp? They're like. They're invertebrates. They hardly have a brain. <laughs> I swear, if you don't have a spine, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even have brains? I assume so. Do they? We need we need a biologist on here. Well, yeah, yeah. Where's the biologist? Well, that's my rule on one? things, you know. I won't eat a human. Actually, that's a lie. Um. Okay, another <laughs> hypothetical. I got I, I I got another I got another hypothetical for you. Okay, okay. Let's say okay, like I get in a like a car accident. Okay. And like I, I they're like oh we got to cut off the arm and I'm like can I keep the arm? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I come home with the arm. You know, I chop it up. I fillet it. I season it. Medium rare, just for you. Would you have a bite? Um, you know, it's a consensual thing. There wasn't yeah. any exploitation in that process. It's a little weird. I probably wouldn't enjoy the experience, but I'd be... <laughs> I, I wouldn't be like... I'd morally, have one bite. I wouldn't be morally adverse to it. Yeah. If it was anybody's I'm... arm and they're like, hey, you want to have a bite? I'd be like, yeah, I'll have a and bite. And if you're, if it's like, I insist that you eat my arm and like, well, he insists, you know? <laughs> Don't want to be impolite. <laughs> right. Dude, I'm sure if you put up enough like A1 sauce on it, it tastes fine. It'd just be steak. Oh, God. What's the, what's the weirdest meat you have eaten? I haven't really eaten any weird meat. Really? I've had alligator, like shark, but that's it. Like, quote-unquote weirdest thing I've had is, like, octopus. But, like, that's not really weird. Oh, no, that can be weird, depending on how you eat it. 
I remember I was in Costa Rica and I ordered an octopus and they just brought me the whole octopus. Like, they didn't even cut it up. It was just the whole uh, thing. Uh, or at least that's how I remember it. Well, that's like not 12, how I ate it. No. So <laughs> I'm like, what do I, how do I even go about this? No, it was just like, you know, here's the octopus. You know what that's like? That's like when you when you ask for a fish and they and like you get to see the head of the fish like i i don't want to see that right like i don't like the taste of fish i also don't like the texture i think it's like weird and stringy you don't like the flake the flakiness yeah 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 do you like but, sushi um, not really sometimes it's like i'm kind of in a sushi mode mood but like not really no i don't I'm not super into it Nah. That's, uh... See, I... I think I just had enough seafood throughout my life to where it, it's like, yeah, I like it. But, like... I don't... Yeah, I haven't had it, like, exceptionally weird. I mean, alligator was right. just chicken. Shark was just fish. I want to eat, like... chicken? What? That's yeah, alligator thing. tastes like chicken. Really? Yeah, I had it in Florida. Yeah, I would like not chicken. have thought. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, yep. birds and reptiles are pretty closely related. <laughs> yeah. I guess. No, I want. I want to have. <laughs> we should do that. Like Bizarre Foods America, we'll have that. Bizarre Foods yeah, Lane yeah. Media. <laughs> Lane Media, Bizarre Foods. Yeah. I mean, I'm always down for new experiences. You know. Would you eat a panda? Aren't they like critically endangered? Yes. <laughs> then no. Well, let's say we had an infinite supply of pandas. <laughs> um, maybe like cultivated panda meat. Cultivated panda meat? Yes. That'd be interesting. Yeah. No, I feel I like don't, you I don't draw wanna, the. You're... I don't want to kill a panda. Again, you're, all you're of this is line... under the presumption that there's not. Okay, I wouldn't I, kill a I, panda. I say this. I know that much. I say this, and I'm 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 gonna say like as long as there's no exploitation in the process, I don't see it as wrong. But I'm I still eat meat, just cause like I'm always around meat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can't get away from it, and it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know um, that you draw the line at duck. You won't eat anything weirder than duck. I've had duck before. Really? I haven't had duck. I want to have duck. Yeah. That's on my list. Because I don't like ducks, so. It was a while ago. I can't remember how it tastes. But it was like a... Probably just like chicken. No, I'm pretty sure it's different, actually. It's like water chicken. I don't know. I'd have to try it again. <laughs> My uncle had horse once in Europe. What? Oh. Okay. Yeah, in Europe. Yeah. I hear that's just tough beef. No one want to eat a horse. Would you eat a dog? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know... No, my, be dogs. my best friend's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't want to... Yeah, no, I don't... 
I just right, I just be thinking about, about the dog. See, you here's the thing. The I've dog. um I've had I've had steak that like bleeds, you know? Like when you cut it, yeah. like it's it's yeah. like it's cooked rare. It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. So like you cut through a blood vessel and it starts bleeding and it's like I don't want that. I, I it makes me think of the cow. <laughs> like it reminds me that like this was a living being. And I'm like, nope, I hate this. So I asked my mom, like, or I didn't ask my mom. She's she's just like, go put it in the microwave. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, it was fine. It stopped bleeding. But, you know, it wasn't a good night. Did the cow, like, hover over your bed when you slept? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it haunted my dreams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Me. Anyways, we spent the last twenty minutes talking about meat on a, on a political podcast. So I mean, it's it's um, it's an interesting topic for sure. Yeah, so it's a yay to lab meat. A yay to lab meat for sure, hundred percent. That's massive. But one question I have is: when that happens, what are we gonna do with like the billions of like farm animals? that we already have that are already you know, I was thinking alive. systematic genocide <laughs> I don't know what like what are we going to do with them we, they can't survive in the wild they, no it's I don't know we can donate them to Africa do? or something <laughs> we'll have like cow freighters where we'll just like like we'll send a fleet of of cows it'll be like it'll be like the 1400s but it's but with cows maybe maybe we can just like stop them we could launch them into space mating. send them we could like we could like you're gonna castrate every males. single cow neuter all the males that'd be a lot of castration i don't know or there's like this one thing they do um like they ha they have for mosquitoes like they genetically modify them so that like they're uh i don't know what it is actually but it, it makes them infertile so like let's just say oh that's what they're doing in florida to make them in yeah 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 like over generations we like genetically modify these animals so that over generations they just all become infertile and then like do cows no... occur naturally in the wild even i mean there's like bison buffalo but i don't think like the cow as we know them today no i don't think so i'm pretty sure that's no, like they were, the domesticated they were version yeah yeah I, I would think so like they would have to all die i i doubt like we could keep like two cows can, <laughs> can keep two. and then and then we'll keep them in like a vault i think we could and, just keep the and dna we'll... and like we, we could clone them if you know we ever need them back no but i think you we should have the option of of uh of going to see them just to check in on them well you know? maybe maybe if that happens like keep a population of like around a thousand just keep them in captivity yeah well yeah you know still, how like, like a genetically in... diverse thing yeah they can population. still evolve yeah yeah you, you know that thing in like new mexico that has like instructions on how to rebuild society in, in an apocalyptic <laughs> event and it has like the seeds of every single plant and is written in five languages we should just add some cows to that 
Like, <laughs> you have a long journey ahead. Here, take right. these. And it's, and it's cows. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's the end game. That is... Interesting. I think that well, makes for like... Anyways, we've been going for an hour and 15 minutes. Pretty good. Do you got something else? We, we can... We can keep going. I did not have anything in mind. Did you? Okay. No, no. no. I mean, we've been talking about cows for the last 15 minutes, so... You know, obviously that, this not. was a good conversation. It was. One of my favorite conversation topics, in fact. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we are known for being one of the best political con uh, commentary podcasts. Yeah, right. Maybe in the world. No, I think we really... Yeah. Um, J-Reg? Dreg? However you pronounce it? Dreg, yeah. Dreg. Yeah, um, you know, come on sometime. I'd be happy to to talk with you. You know, Ethan wants to meet Dreg. Yeah, I want to meet Dreg. At Dreg, come on the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, no, is that all? Maybe this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's. I think that's all. Oh, right. um, So yeah, thanks. Uh, I guess thanks for Ethan for coming on, taking Jesse's place. Yeah. Um, I don't so know how often me. this will happen, but uh, I I know that I think we want to transition. I know in like our introductory episode, we said that it would just be me and Jesse for almost every episode. Um, things may change. We may actually grow our team as we have like plans on what we want to do, not just online, uh, but in the real world. Um, I know that yeah. me and Ethan are having a conversation about something like that coming purple. up soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, the color purple. <laughs> the color get, purple get, yeah. get used to the color purple. If that's what we decide on. Maybe I love purple. Yeah. I have, you like um, purple? Purple nail polish that I put on sometimes. That's, I, I need more. That's very I need more colors though. Yeah. Right I didn't now know it's just that purple. You painted your nails. Sometimes. I haven't done it in a while because it sometimes. takes a while. And then I have to wait for them to dry. It's a process. Yeah. But yeah. No, thanks for having well, me on. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug? Twitter, Instagram, um, anything like that? I guess I'll plug my Twitter. Um, go follow me at Rice Muncher with two R's at the end. Um, uh, I'll put it yeah. in the description. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming on. This has been the Lame Media Podcast, episode five. We should be having Jesse here. Um, he'll be back next week. And uh, as, as always, I'll be back as well. Um, so as always, if you have any suggestions, feel free to send us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash the lane media podcast. And you can find us just about anywhere you can find podcasts, including Google Podcasts and Spotify. Um, besides that, have a good one. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see y'all. Bye-bye.